Welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen, the fun music and food podcast where anything can happen. Today's guest is the band Chasing Ebenezer with Heidi Beth and Ben Sadler, Brian Atkinson, Ryan Sauters, and David Sconis. Their style is described as soul-searching tribal folk rock, featuring violin, guitar, drums, cello, and Chasing Ebenezer finds inspiration and creativity in nature, and most band members are either vegan or vegetarian. For me, music and food mean family and community, and I lived in Romania for four and a half years, and they just take their time. First we have the soup, and then we have the bread, and, and it all comes in stages, and it's about being together. Today, the band is here chopping vegetables for their summery dish of farmer's market risotto. They can sing and they can play together, but the big question is, can they cook? Let's go find out. So hi guys, welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen. Hey. Hey. I'm here with uh, Chasing Ebenezer and um, I'm here with Heidi Beth and Ben um, and I'm here with Ryan and Brian, and unfortunately we're missing David. Um, what does David do with the band? He plays a lot of things. He plays electric guitar, he plays bass, and if we really pressure him, he plays cello. And harmonica. Cello and harmonica. harmonica. And harmonica, right. yeah. And he sings. So That's great. Yeah. And he yeah. recycles Jim Gaffigan content. Well, I am so grateful that you guys are here. <laughs> This is going to be a fun interview. Okay, so let's lay this out. Most of you guys um, I, um, are vegan or vegetarian. Is that a true statement? To the best yes. of our ability. Okay. David is the only... Wow. only. I say I'm, I'm Catholic vegan, which means I'm, I'm vegan when I want to be with indulgences. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm yes, so dear vegan, Brian which means that. when Heidi makes vegan food, I eat it. Which is all the time. That's And that would be Ben, right? Yeah, it's I'm my just husband. introducing these yes, voices yes. here as Ben saying that. So, um, and then you are. I am vegan, he, yeah. yeah. You are. Yes. 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 I am, really. Straight arrow. Yeah. So why vegan? Uh, I was presented with uh, an opportunity a couple of years ago to learn more about veganism and um, as a lifestyle, not just as an eating choice. Uh-huh. Uh, and really, it's an opportunity I see as a way to reduce um, as much as possible and practical harm in the world, harm and suffering. Right. And so um, added benefits of that are I lost a lot of weight <laughs> that I needed to. Uh, I felt better. I felt more healthy. And, uh, and I felt, um, yeah, just uh, innumerable benefits with it, ethically, um, health-wise, environmental impacts are cannot be overstated. Mm -hmm. Well, um, before we get too much more into this, um, I want to know, Heidi, what are we yes. cooking today? We're going to cook a farmer's market risotto with okay. a lemon butter bean salad. salad. Okay, and you were nice. telling me a little bit earlier, uh, this, this pairs really well with the salad. Yes. Um, but what were you, you were telling me something about vegetarians sometimes feeling like they're not getting enough protein, is this? Oh yeah, people often ask, well, what do you do about the protein? And I think that people don't realize how much protein you get in beans and nuts. I mean, Ryan would know quinoa. I'm never feeling like, oh, I need some protein. No, there's protein, there's plant-based protein in, in most foods that we eat, specifically leafy greens or things like broccoli. Lots of beans, nuts have a lot of protein, even comparable to red meat. Mm -hmm. 
on a on a per per ounce, per ounce basis. Mm -hmm. Well, see, all good information for the yeah. listeners to know. So, all right, great. Um, let's put let's put everyone to work. What do we do, Heidi? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I'm gonna have you guys help me get ready the salad. It's a cold salad because risotto is so heavy and hot. I like that combination, and so this is actually gonna sit nicely. So we have a bowl of butter beans. This is about two cans, and we had a little conversation here a minute ago about. Do butter beans have <laughs> butter in them? Because, I mean, that sounds like dairy in <laughs> It does. I think it's because they're so creamy. I'm Googling it. You Google, okay, you Google okay, it. You Google it. They're really lovely. They definitely gonna... don't have butter in them. Right. Yeah. They, they're basically, you know, these are canned lima beans. And Ben's from the South, which is part of the reason why I chose them, too. Yep. Well, as we're doing this, I know Brian is trying to look up butter yes. beans. You know, there's many names of lima beans. I don't know why. There needs to be that many beans, <laughs> but apparently they're even called Dixie beans. Speaking Ooh, okay. of the South, so, wow, Dixie beans. You know the uh, initial Google verdict is there's no okay. All right, no awesome. Dairy so yeah, lima beans, of course. So right. I'm gonna ask one of you to pick some lovely basil and maybe rinse that, and then one of you to start cutting these awesome green uh, onions into here. So you're gonna cut the, the you're gonna that cut green onions, you're yeah. gonna cut the green part of the green onions into the yeah, bowl. Yeah, just like little sprinkles of green throughout. Right. And, we're gonna and put how many leaves basil. of basil um, would you like? Well, this is gonna be, the, we're gonna put this in the risotto. So okay. here's the big pot. So you could just, I'd say a I'll couple generous spoonfuls. Okay. Um, sure and then we're gonna add about the same portion of sweet corn as the butter beans. Uh, this is two cans, so about half. I did use frozen corn. Okay. Um, Looks like about maybe about a half. cup and a half, two yeah. cups. Yeah. This is the other challenging thing about me and cooking is that I don't like to measure anything or cook anything twice the same way. So right. this is. So I'm definitely a kind of a. I do agree. Yeah. Yeah. This is looking. Oh yeah. Nice well, and rustic. Well, and I do want to let everyone know out there in podcast lands that we are um, posting this recipe. Um, on Oregon Music News, and then also on SoundCloud, the recipe yeah. will show up, and you can get links to that on martymendenhall.com as well. So, all right, Ryan has picked basil. Oh my gosh, it oh, smells yeah. so good in here. Yeah, we're gonna top our risotto with that when we're all done. And we love farmers markets in Oregon. It's so much fun seeing all the different food, and the kids often join us. We bring music baskets mm -hmm. Do you, of you instruments. Do you play a lot at farmers markets? Yeah, yeah we, especially this summer. Yeah, that looks pretty what's good. Your, what's your favorite market around here to go? Where? Gresham. So Gresham? far, Gresham has been the best one. Really? Is that just for like an audience, or is that actually just for the the variety of? produce that you can get Would you there. say Grisham's been a lot, been around a little bit longer? It's been around, so there's a lot of people, so the audience. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're so busy playing that we don't usually get to actually peruse the farmer's markets all that much when we're performing yeah. there, but huh. sometimes yeah. we do. Usually what people bring us after the gig, like after we're playing, some of the farmer's stands will, will bring us their shard or whatever mm -hmm. else, which is fun. All right, so Ben, you grew up in the South. I did. I and yeah. were you like, and was music a part of your life growing up? Yeah, um, so I lived in Virginia for about 26 years uh -huh. and both of my parents were music majors. Really? So my mom was a songwriter, my dad's a songwriter. They That's what they did and 
Um, they they didn't end up doing that as their vocation, but that was kind of awesome. I inherited that from them. I love that. So, yeah. What about um, what about you, Brian and Ryan? Were you you know musically inclined as? Yeah, I uh, we have home videos of me sitting on the kitchen floor with my mom's pots and pans out and the back end of her wooden spoons, um, deciding that I was a drummer. Really? Uh, <laughs> kind of stuck. And my parents oh, decided that I wasn't going to be a drummer. <laughs> Um. And wanted me to learn piano, so I did. So I did that. I started with piano, and um, like any child, uh, I hated it <laughs> because so because I had to practice it. But so the practicing. first chance I got, I stopped playing piano. But that being said, it it laid a really great foundation musically for me, mm -hmm. um, and I I understood music theory and I understood a little bit about music composition and the, how the yeah. The chromatic scale works and and piano is such a good base for for learning you know yeah. chord structure and absolutely that's what I started with music. so I threw that all away and decided to just play rhythm uh, <laughs> you didn't throw it all away you kept the theory part that's right and and I and it was a bad decision too because I got a drum set and I started to practice by myself and it took about three days to realize how boring it is to just play drums by yourself <laughs> oh. uh, and so I, I. How old were you? Uh, about eleven or twelve, I think. And you're like, I'm bored. I, and this, the drums. There's only so much you can do by yourself on the <laughs> drums. Uh, so then I learned guitar and I learned bass guitar and I learned uh, a couple other instruments as well. So great. Mm -hmm. huh. So okay. as we're um, doing this, Heidi just cut a lemon in half. Yeah. Um, so we've got the beans, the corn, and chopped green onions in there. Yeah. Uh, in the bowl. And then what are you gonna do next? We're gonna make a little light dressing. So it's the juice of one lemon, and we actually got a lot of juice uh -huh. out of that. So we're gonna taste it first before we you dump guys it in did here. Good job, you did. That was a nice one. And then um, <laughs> uh, some. Well, this is not. This is a blend of oils, okay. uh, but olive oil or any kind that you like, and then uh -huh. red wine vinegar. So and some okay. salt and pepper. Great. Ben actually had me edit this recipe because I made it yesterday and I was tweaking it. I put the zest in and uh, and a little agave nectar, and he did not like it that sweet. So, so this is the modified. This is the modified, but if you like it super recipe. lemony and a little sweet, you could actually zest in. in. So I ate the rest of the batch myself. Oh wow! Because I thought it was so good. That is great. And then, then we remade it. So let's just taste okay. this really quick. All right, and you, then you taste it. Somebody taste it. Ben, since you uh, helped me, Ben is my best editor ever. So Ben's the taster. This is he's my and every every everything in life. You'll okay. tell me when you like something, and you'll be honest when you don't like something. Okay. You might have separated. You might need to mix the oil separated. What's with the whisking? Oil. Whisking 101. We need to go back to. Maybe we should have put Brian on the whisking. Well. I can just I take can a microwave really well. All right. We can always pour it in, let it sit, and then. Okay. Great. Perfect. Well, look at how easy that was. That was fantastic. All right, I'll let you pour that in, and then we're going to let the beans sit. Right. It's really best if it sits for about half hour, I feel like. Okay. Um, you know, the flavor's just... Great. And then I taste it again at the end before I serve it. That way we okay. just Great. see how things are. Yeah. So, um, Brian, what about you? Like, um, what's your music. what's your background? Uh, my first experience with music that is notable is trying to learn the recorder in fifth grade, Ooh. the $1 plastic recorder. Yeah. Yes. That traumatized me for a few years. Traumatized <laughs> <laughs> you, okay. I, I you are I, the people around you. <laughs> me, at minimum. Your brothers and sisters. Um, I didn't like parents. the teacher, blah, blah, blah. I'll skip that traumatic life <laughs> history. But 
Um, then from there, someone at my school convinced me to be in the dance program oh. when I was a freshman in high school. Uh -huh. And we did swing dance, and I started liking the music. So that's actually how I got into music more. You are actually an dance. amazing dancer. Yeah, something you like really that. You really are. Something like that. Um, well, that's I don't want okay. to that's great. too many of those memories. But yeah, so actually I, started, I got into Benny Goodman's music. I started liking the music more than I liked dancing. I learned clarinet, <laughs> took really? lessons in high and, school. And, you know, Benny Goodman, what a yeah. better inspiration can you get than that? He was... So amazing, um, just a virtuoso. So, are you a virtuoso? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I never became excellent at playing by ear. That's still one of my goals in music. I actually started playing percussion with Ben and Heidi when I was still around were, that age. Still you were a about teenager. 17 years old. I started yeah. playing with Ben and Heidi in different church groups, really, yeah. just like small settings. Huh. Some of their friends played djembe. And we were excited that I wasn't into guitar, but people, I really liked the He was the hanging gym out with us. <laughs> you old people. We were, I was like, he's 16, he wants to play. I was surprised they wouldn't hang out with me, so we're going both ways for sure. That's so sweet. Uh, so cute. Oh, the rest is history. So now I mostly play percussion, um, but some, I still play clarinet too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you just got Ben's old saxophone, yes. which is that's our new goal is to have the saxophone added to some of our songs. Oh. Did you say that you got Ben's old saxophone? Yeah, Ben. I thought it was a rule that you don't share woodwind and oh. brass instruments. Well, did you get a new reed, I assume? You did get it clean. I took it to okay. Wally's Music in oh. Oregon City. Oh. And got it all there. repaired. Yeah. I thought they were about awesome. That too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Got it. A little shout out for, you know, Oregon City Music Store. Woohoo! Yeah, go Wally's. Yeah. So, Heidi, I read your bio. It said that you started playing violin when you were little. Is this right? I did. I actually started on piano like Ryan and didn't like it when I was about six, but then I was 10 or so, I started playing in orchestra. So, it in the public school in Olympia. Yeah, so, yeah. So, if I asked you, I mean, could you demonstrate? Like, I, I know you said that you play like a bohemian style oh. of violin, and I figured it might be easier for you to demonstrate rather oh, than sure, explain. Oh, sure, sure. Would you grab it? Means your violin? I'm a great faker. It means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what that really means. That I don't follow very many rules. I mean, <laughs> let's see. People have mistaken Heidi for like an ethnic Roma person since she grew up in Romania. You grew but up in I, Romania. I, for a while I lived there, oh, yeah. But, wow. Yeah, so no. was there, was a huge um, music community in y Romania? Well, people are, are musical, and that's where I learned actually to sing harmony in churches. People, they just, they just, uh, it's very communal. Everyone sings, so that's just, you just learn by listening, so. Everybody doesn't play piano. Not piano. <laughs> There's a huge mandolin uh, orchestra that I played violin in, but mandolin, you know, is violin down here with a lot more strings, and right. I'm a baby, and they hurt my fingers, so I play violin instead of mandolin. <laughs> it hurts. Uh -huh. Oh, it hurts. So tell me, um, the difference, I mean, you say you play bohemian style. Tell me more yeah. about that. Well, I, was, I started learning classically. I was in the Olympia Youth Symphony, and I played sheet music for years, but then when I went to college, uh, I would play, I showed up to play with one of the campus bands, and they hand me these chord charts. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? They still have any notes on it. And so I realized I was going to have to learn to play just the chords, and I had to start listening, but I still didn't know what to do, and I'm, I'm a freshman in college, and my friend says, have you ever heard Dave Matthews' band? Come here. 
So then when I started listening to them and listening to uh, other bands with violin, I just kind of started listening. How do mm -hmm. you play violin in a band? So I've just, over what, 18 years since, yeah. I guess. Well, play a little Okay, somewhere. yeah. Just a little. Ready on violin. <laughs> I love Thank it. Thank you. That's so great. And that's where Ben and I met, actually. Mm -hmm. We met there in, in college and started playing in a band together. So, You know, Ben, I actually read online that um, you play many different versions of guitar, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, so I, um, I play six string. I play a 12 string that's tuned kind of funny. Uh, I play a dobro, which is the lap slide. And I'm learning, um, I played ukulele as well, but like I'm learning other instruments from other countries. So I'm learning like a Chinese pipo, which is a lute, uh -huh. um, a Greek bazooki, and I'm really focusing a lot of attention on learning how to play. Right, it's like a multicultural mm -hmm. experience. I love and world music. I love that Absolutely you, love. I love that you guys want, you know, to expand your sound and you're not afraid to go out there and say, well, you know, I want a saxophone. We're just going to grab a saxophone. It can't be that different than clarinet. You know, the fingerings are pretty much the same. So there you go. Yeah. But um, I love that you guys explore that. Is each guitar like, does it speak a different language? Does it? Honestly, growing up and listening to some of my favorite bands, my fa some of my favorite musicians play different instruments. Uh -huh. You know, you listen to Dave Matthews. He doesn't play guitar the way that you would think Bob Dylan plays guitar. Right. Or guys like Ben Harper. They don't, he plays a slide and there's a different kind of sound that feels differently. Uh -huh. um, if you listen to people who play the oud, you can feel almost an ache that's there. You can feel the emotion of it. So each instrument can kind of draw out something different in you. Right. Do you use that in your... I mean, who writes the most of the songs? Is it? Uh, do you write together or... What, 75, 25? Yeah, sure, 75, 25. So, Ben, Ben. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Do yeah. you... Are you inspired? I mean, how do you... What's your process? Oh, it's a mess. Um, <laughs> honestly, what ends up happening is I'll start playing and I'll discover like different things on the guitar and it'll usually sit for months. I'll try to write something and it doesn't. And then there's just this occasional season where I will sit down. Every song that we've kind of put on an album, it's usually come out of a season where I've sat down and like, I'm going to write a song. Mm -hmm. And so I'll start playing and I'll play that same part over and over. I'll start singing, and I'll just start singing whatever kind of comes in, and eventually a topic will take shape, and eventually um, more movements will take shape in the song, and that's usually how I end up writing songs. It's very, I guess, organic would be the word. Huh. And then? Um, you guys just released an album um, in, was it 2016? 17. 17. 2017, yeah. and what's oh, yeah. it called? Outcasts and Refugees. All right, Outcasts and Refugees. Mm -hmm. And I know you had released a single uh, before then, that is on the album, is that mm -hmm. right? What's yeah. it called? Oh, that's Slavery. Right. Slavery, and what's it about? It is about, I mean, honestly, it's about human trafficking, which yeah. is an issue in Portland, and it's sung from the perspective of somebody who would be in that kind of an industry, be it um, an actual person who's being trafficked or somebody who's in the adult industry and just kind of 
Yeah. yeah. Isn't it amazing in this day and age that we still have, I mean, in the city of Portland mm -hmm. um, and United States of America, that we yeah. still have such um, fundamental issues with yeah. human rights. Right. And um, I, I see that theme in your mm -hmm. music um, when I was listening. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that theme about um, almost like justice and mm -hmm. compassion for all. And mm -hmm. I really, I like that. So it's... It's enjoyable. I really. And um, what's the album title again? Outcasts and refugees. Outcasts and refugees. Mm -hmm. And where can people find that? Uh, they can find it on Spotify. Website. The website. Yes. www.chasingebenezer.com. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, uh, so in, iTunes, in, iTunes. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So or come great. to a show and buy yeah. it. Yeah. A if, physical um, compact disc. Ooh. Physical, physical compact disc. Those are still a thing. They still exist. I actually have a, a closet full myself. And I'm sure you <laughs> will join the ranks. Okay, so um, I know I asked you to bring your gear. Would you play something? Sure. Let's yeah. do right, it. Well, yeah. Let's get over there and then you okay. um, tell me about the song. The Marty's Music Kitchen podcast is brought to you in cooperation with Oregon Music News. Okay, so now we're all set up and ready to go. And we've got Ryan on drums, uh, modified kit, so we don't, you know, floss our own out. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we've got Heidi on violin. And Ryan, what are you playing? I'm playing congas and a little shaker in the intro. Mm -hmm. All right, awesome. And Ben on? Guitar. Straight old, not any of the fancy stuff. Nothing fancy. Taylor, Taylor baby. Taylor. Right, so Taylor. Tell me, what are you going to play? Uh, we're going to play Say, which is a single we released a few months ago. Okay. Um, it's a song that's about kind of just the tension between love and work. I wrote it a few years ago and at a time where I was feeling very inadequate at my job and a lot of things. And so. Isn't it amazing how quickly things can change? Yeah, right? All right, great. So um, I'll let you guys add it. Labored on till my fingers bleed, blood hits the ground where I plant the seed. Pray for rain to make my castles grow. It was out of my control.
So that, um, you guys also turned that into, are you turning that? Did I see that you had that into a music video? Yeah, we actually, what we did was we recorded the entire process of us being in the studio uh -huh. together. And then um, our video guy came in, Tim Hansen, and shot some video of us playing live at um, White Eagle. The White yeah, Eagle. Yeah, I'm just, I'm also starting to get into music videos. So I'm always curious yeah. about, you know, the process of that kind of a thing. Did you have a concept of what you wanted to do with the video before you started it? We did. We, we knew that we, uh, we obviously wanted to shoot a video. And one of the reasons for that was uh, in booking bigger and better and more, um, more popular gigs, a lot of times, uh, the booking agents want to see what they're getting themselves into. Right. So we wanted to shoot a video to kind of show that. <laughs> well, it's, it's true. true. It's, it's true. totally true. And, and then we thought, hey, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna shoot a video, um, it'd be really great if we could produce a single, a musical single, along with that. Two for one. And yeah. if we do it, if we shoot the video inside the the studio and we record a live single. Um, meaning we all play at the same time, record it with individual microphones, and then that's the mix. Uh, we can get a two-for-one deal, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is different than the typical recording process, which would be each individual instrument separately playing to a click yeah, track layering. and spending right. months mixing and mastering. And that's uh, how they used to do it, that, though. Mm -hmm. That's how they used yeah. to do it. We still do. So. Yeah, we still do. Yeah, we still do. And so that was a really fun process and a yeah. really interesting process, and we learned a lot doing it. I think. Is yeah. it? Mm -hmm. Should I ask you how many takes it took? 
How we, many takes we, does we, it we take to say seven? We were we the first one took the first one. one, I believe. Really? Was the one that that they finally used? Isn't that correct? Audio wise. I, audio wise, I'm not sure. They might have spliced a few things in, but I know we only yeah. did seven takes, and yeah. some of those were just more a matter of let's just get it. Let's just get more to choose from. Right. Yeah. Really. And we laid down our mm -hmm. vocals again just to make sure because sometimes the audio just drowns it and out. Not every microphone works. Yeah, every everybody's singer. voice. Yeah. And what, yeah. what really drove the seven takes now that I remember is that our videographer, Tim Hansen, went around and wanted to do what he called hero shots. Oh, hero shots. <laughs> so, so we do a take with him having the camera only on Ben for the entire song. <laughs> Not yeah. stressful at all. Just oh. trying to get the facial expressions and enough material to splice into the final video. Yep. Right. And we'd yep. do that. And then he'd go to Heidi. Yeah. And we'd have to get do the whole take again with the with three cameras only fixed on Heidi's oh, face. Are you guys just... totally self-conscious? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. I like absolutely. to be like the Wizard of Oz. Like, I need like, to who's look cool. That? No, yeah. I would prefer yeah. to play behind a black screen. So I don't know how to look cool. Part so. of the learning process you just of that have is those. Yeah, we yeah. realized how focused we are on yeah. trying to make the music sound right. Oh yeah, our faces were so stern and focused, and that's actually right. what brought in. We looked angry. Why we brought him into? Oh the, no! Why we brought him into the White Eagle to actually capture us playing the same song and some other songs. Like live. we actually have fun. So that we're we not just, you know, focusing on getting every right note, every right rhythm. And speaking of the White Eagle, we do have a big show coming up. Um, September twenty seventh. Well, actually, it's oh, July September. 27th. I'm getting way ahead of myself. July 27th, <laughs> which is Friday night. Yep. With Burlap to Cashmere. Yep. One of is our there... long, long, long. We have loved them for so is long. Is cover? Uh, it's twenty-five dollars it for a ticket. Yeah. And then in September 14th, we're playing at the White Eagle again with another world band from Portland, Ojos Feos. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You guys are like rocking the White Eagle. We love McMinnons. And yeah. they have good food. I've recently yes. been there. And speaking of food, let's get back yes, in the kitchen yeah. and let's finish this stuff up, Eat up that we? risotto. So right now we've had the beans um, oh, have you. been sitting, marinating in this dressing. Yes. And what we're doing now, you prepped some of this risotto ahead of time because I understand I it takes a while to cook. Yeah, you know, risotto is one of those things that it takes about, oh, about 45 minutes to make. And it's not because it's hard. You're just sitting there mm -hmm. stirring it. Um, and I prepped it because, you know, in the summertime it's so hot and so I like to do cooking when it's not hot and then reheat it because we don't have AC like many Portlanders don't. And so I like it because it reconstitutes really well. Um, Great. So we're just, um, yeah. it's in kind of a, a pan. Yeah. Again, the recipe is all posted everywhere so people can go reference that. Yeah. And then, um, so you turned it like on a medium yeah. high heat and yeah. you're just heating it up. We are. We're going to heat it up. Um, and yeah, you want to use arborio, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, rice, because it plumps up really well. I mean, huge. That's why you want a really tall, thick pan as right, well. Right, it's beautiful. Yeah. For me, music and food mean family and community. Mm -hmm. And I lived in Romania for four and a half years, and they just take their time. They they have, you know, first we have the soup, and then we have the bread. and. And it all comes in stages, and it's about being together for a long time. You know, meal, lunch or dinner takes a couple hours, and so that's what music and food are to me. It's about the experience of being with each other, and um, so that's what I think of. 
So Heidi, how's okay. it coming along? Good, good. Okay, yeah, I just added some water to the risotto to reconstitute it, and risotto is really great that way. So I'm all about baking, making a huge bunch, because we get home from shows really late sometimes. You know, it's sometimes it's midnight or 1 o'clock, and so mm -hmm. if we don't have food in the fridge waiting for us, then I... We're gonna grab fast food, and so yeah. um, or hot pockets. Or hot pockets. Seven Eleven burritos. I just realized we do have right. the perfect band story of music and food. Do you really? really? Do, do we? Sure enough, in East Portland, there's not a lot of great food restaurant choices that are open like past nine, ten p.m. Oh uh -huh. yeah, that's And so right. we had the gig at McMenamin's. Oh, at Edgefield. At Edgefield, oh. yeah. There's an hour and fifteen minute wait for a table. So we're like, what can we find that's vegan that's open at midnight? And it was Good. Mekong Bistro on 82nd, which happens to feature karaoke. Oh, yeah. So we went and got <laughs> really <laughs> Cambodian that was totally slash Thai food. And there's just a bunch of people singing away just karaoke. Just enjoying the karaoke. But they were crooners. Yeah. They were singing like... 1950s style yeah, crooners music. I don't know. That's kind of fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and add, um, I'm adding some torn up collard greens. Okay. And those are just gonna wilt um, a couple of good handfuls. So you could you could do kale, you could do really any green that you wanted, but because Ben's from the South, I picked okay. the collard greens. Um, and then we'll let that sit, and then we'll dish it up actually in some bowls, and then we can put uh, tomatoes and basil on top. Yeah, so it's kind of like a top your own risotto kind of a thing. Cool. Is it good? Mm -hmm. you want a little tomato to put on top? Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, a little tomato. How about okay. some basil? So half of that basil you, you cleaned, and yeah, I don't this want that is, to go to waste. Yeah, you don't. You, you took all the time really to important. tear the basil off. Yeah. Oh. Put the basil on top of the risotto. Yeah, and a little, a, a little tomato. That's kind of a good thing to know. Yeah. Okay, and then the tomatoes go where? Tomatoes go on top of the risotto as well. So I'd top your risotto with tomato and basil. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to do cheese, you obviously totally could if you had cheese. I mean, I have some if anyone really wants it. We have it. vegan cheese. <laughs> That's true. Trader Joe's, I'm sorry, Trader Joe's actually has a good vegan there's cheese. There's some good vegan cheese at Trader Joe's. They're getting better. Because at first I was like, oh, what is this? Oh. But they're getting better, you know? What do you think? Mm. Do you think yeah. we could write a song about this recipe? About risotto? Pink you guys Mart could Pink totally Martino. write a oh, risotto song. Hang on, little oh, tomato. Risotto. Oh, okay, yeah. It warms my belly. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm digging in. Super good. It is super good. If I do say. Good job, Heidi. So, thanks, guys. I'll say it for you thanks. so you don't oh, have wow. to say it for Compliment yourself. Compliment myself. Oh, the basil and the, um, the tomato are like. Yeah. So fresh and the, I mean, the risotto is perfect. It's, okay. it's creamy, um, it's not overdone. I mean, it just tastes really good. Thank you, thank you. I got some help from Bon Appetit in like how to do that, mm. explaining you don't want it mushy. Yeah, so thank you the, guys uh, for helping me. Bean salad has got mm -hmm. a really nice bright mm -hmm. kind of a flavor to it without being, um, I definitely, I don't think I miss the sugar. Mm -mm. Okay. Good. You did a good job. Good, good. Well, thanks. Well, mm. I'm glad you edited me. So good. Well, well mm. what's next on the horizon for you as a band? Mm. What is next? We, part of the reason Maybe we moved we in here was to making a little tiny recording room out of one of the rooms. Not, we won't be able to do drums here, but we're trying to learn how to do a little bit of our own recording. Yeah, I'm trying to do that. 
Uh, honestly, just writing new songs. It's a big thing. A lot of these songs might be new to the people that come to see us, but we've been playing them for a long time. And so wanting to get some good material down. And I'd like us to get to the place where we're going to record an album in the next year or so. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's our plan. Well, guys, this has been um, just, you know, delightful mm -hmm. and fun. And I've really enjoyed um, getting to know you. And thank you very much. Thank you. I'm your host, jazz singer Marty Mendenhall. Thanks so much for listening, and see you next time on Marty's Music Kitchen. The Marty's Music Kitchen podcast is brought to you in cooperation with Oregon Music News. Find out more about the Marty's Music Kitchen podcast at OregonMusicNews.com and MartyMendenhall.com and subscribe on SoundCloud. For behind-the-scenes clips, recipes, and photos, follow Marty's Music Kitchen on social media at hashtag Marty Mindenhall, Marty with an I, Mindenhall, and Marty's Music Kit. That's M-A-R-T-I-S Music, K-I-T, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Tune in next time where anything can happen in Marty's Music Kitchen.